Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sans Pants Radio. You got any AA batteries in there? Hey, what's Pac-Man, everybody? Welcome to the Cynical Cartoons Podcast, where today I watch 2018's animated ripoff film Bigfoot, with Zoe Bellata from Sans Pants Radio. Zoe uses she, her pronouns, and if you want to send all the other great shows on the Sans Pants Radio network, including some featuring Zoe, you can do so at sanspantsradio.com. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at StopTweetingMia. Thank you for listening to Cynical Cartoons for another week. As always, I'm your host, Mia Marchant. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm here if you need to talk. Meet Bigfoot. <laughs> Christmas will be ruined. He is not very nice. I'm about to take over the North Pole. When Bigfoot... My plan has worked. Santa has been banished forever. ...takes on Santa. My name is Santa Claus. Oh, man, Zoe, I am so sorry that you asked me if we could watch Smallfoot on the podcast, and I said no, but this. (laughs) And then we ended up watching Bigfoot instead. (laughs) My whole list of notes, every second or third one just says, fuck you, Mia. (laughs) Like, it just is absolute. I'm like, fuck you for making me do this. Because it is so, I was so excited because after Cash and Jack did their episodes with you, I was so excited. I was like, I get to watch a cartoon and talk about cartoons and I'm so excited. And then I got this steaming piece of garbage and I was like, God damn it. I mean, to be fair, neither of them really came out all that much better. Jackson had to watch like a live action Scooby-Doo movie that only had Daphne and Velma, which was um, not so fun. And then Cass had to watch Shark Tale, but that was sort of her idea. Yeah. It wasn't a cohesive movie though, because like Bigfoot felt like a student project that wasn't done. Yeah. I mean... (laughs) For sure, this does feel like something. It was like an animation test. It's like somebody that's really, this is like a freshman year project. That's sort of the perfect way to sum it up. That's sort of the thing about Bigfoot is that it's one of those movies that was sold on the concept that they could just like rip off a, a big budget animated feature and sort of dumb grandmas would buy it for their grandkids on accident. But it's like as a ripoff goes, it doesn't even really try and like steal the story of Smallfoot at all. It's completely, completely a different thing. Yeah, it's like not even a mockbuster because I was like, oh yeah, it's kind of just, it's one of those ripoffs. I can do a little bit of research into that. And then seeing the cover, I was like, oh yeah, this is definitely a ripoff of Smallfoot. Right. And then watching it, I was like, oh wait, these are two very separate movies just from the cover and the actual film itself. Right. And it really seems like this is a movie that like they made five years ago and they were like, oh, Smallfoot is out. That's sort of similar to that Santa movie we made with the Yeti villain. Let's call that something else and put it out and like capitalize off Smallfoot. Like it doesn't feel like they even made it to be Smallfoot. (laughs) It feels like a completely (laughs) different thing. It's so weird. They just went into the files and they were like, this is Bigfoot-esque. Yeah. (laughs) Spliced together four different films that they had made and like, well, that's sort of a cohesive film i guess but had they finished it just like had they made it because it just didn't seem done like it just was so choppy and it was so 
badly animated that I was really confused. Like, was it made in two days? Did they just do the renderings and they're like, yeah, we can just like make a move a little. Like, I don't know much about animation. That's not my forte at all. But I, I do work with an animator and seeing her kind of put stuff together and it will be like half done and she's like, you just got to imagine the rest of it. That's kind of where this film was at. Sure, in like previs rendering stages, like when you see the behind the scenes on a big budget movie and you see the part mm-hmm. where they're like, this will eventually be Thor swinging his hammer, but for now it's just sort of a grid line. That's sort of what we're working yeah. with here. Like, this is literally the worst thing I've ever watched on the podcast. So, um, <laughs> I'm so glad to be here for this moment. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's really really dreadful and like i've watched food fight i've watched ratatelling like i've watched a lot of like shitty cgi rip-offy kind of movies this one mm. is it it does feel so cheap like everything about it all of the characters are very obviously like already existing skins that they just kind of like yeah. bought or found for free online and then like already existing backgrounds that they kind of bought or found for free online and already existing music that they found for free online and they like pieced it all together with some shoddy voice acting by like two people. It was, it was just two people, wasn't it? It really felt like it was not more than four. Probably it was not the whole one. time. I was like, this is the same guy doing just different voices. Just felt like he was doing a bad Shrek impersonation for the Bigfoot and then uh-huh. like a bad Italian <laughs> accent at one point. I mean, there was a point where I was looking down during my second rewatch of the film, my second watch of the film, and I do regret watching this twice. (laughs) Which I commend you. But there was a point where I was looking down at my phone, and then I thought it was a scene with the dragon and his boy, but instead it was a scene with Santa and his reindeer. And, like, I thought that Santa was the dragon, because it is just the same guy doing a barely different voice, really. It just was so interesting to watch, because I was watching it in in my lounge room, because I was like, if I have an audience that sees me doing work, I will continue to do the work, not walk away two minutes in. And my roommate kind of like over my shoulder was like, what you watching? I'm like, oh, the worst thing imaginable. And he kind of like the whole time was like fluttering behind me just being like, what is this? Like, are you just watching bad YouTube? And having to explain to like a grown man, like, hey, I'm watching a Bigfoot movie for work. What's your job? (laughs) I mean, it does It does feel like something that a kid would find if you left them on, like, a YouTube rabbit hole and they just, like, went down it. And you're like, oh, no, what are they watching right now? Mm-hmm. Like, you come back four hours later and the four-year-old is watching, like, you know, those, like, Frozen, Elsa, and Spider-Man videos. Except yeah. it's sort of a movie with a narrative a little bit. A little, a little bit of a narrative, not really. It felt like narrative-wise... Like it just, we got a lot of introductions and very little storyline. That's true. And every single dialogue scene in this entire thing, like this is on Amazon. This is on Hulu. I don't think I recommend people go watch this. Maybe just go find it and skim around. Like I showed it to my partner, Reed, and a lot of his animation friends, and they just fucking ate it up. Like they loved it. Just like dissecting. If you're into animation and shitty stuff, don't watch it cover to cover, but for sure it's worth checking out. Oh, yeah, out. never commit to the whole film. It's an hour and a half long. How did they make that much content? Oh, I've got no clue. I mean, it is a real travesty that all of the characters on the poster are not in the movie at all. Like, you see on the poster a sort of rough approximation of Santa Claus, not in the film in that incarnation at all. Yeah, no, everything, the big the Bigfoot was the biggest letdown. 
Yeah, Arvin, Arvin the Yeti is... Um... I'm so glad that you learned everyone's names because they were such bullshit names that I was like, nah, nah, not going to learn those. It's really funny because I just sort of know a rough approximation of everybody's names. There's Arvin the Yeti, there's Finn the Boy, there's Santa mm-hmm. Claus and his friend Gargoth, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Well, with the reindeer, because the reindeer is I, it just a noise, kind of. Like, it was one of those blah, blah names. Mm-hmm. And I was like, are reindeer's names trademarked? <laughs> like, is that something we couldn't just say Rudolph? We couldn't say, like, one of the they're, letter one, like the lesser ones, like Vixen or Blitzen or something? Yeah, they're, they're really not. And the thing is, is that the dialogue in this movie is so insane, and the names, too, and everything... Because, like, it feels like they're trying to go for some, like, modernization of the Santa Claus lore. The the very first scene of this fucking thing is Santa Claus, Peppy the Elf, or whatever his name was, and his one reindeer. And they're talking about what a speed demon Santa Claus is and how they've, like, outfitted the, the sleigh with 600 mile per hour, you know, jet propulsion and stuff. Oh, they've souped it up, man. Yeah. And you can kind of see from this scene, like, that somebody was writing this and they thought that that was a joke. Like somebody who is not funny and doesn't know what jokes are was like, what if Santa Claus was like a speed freak and he like loved doing flips and stuff. But they didn't know that later on in the movie when you see Santa Claus, he would be flying at literally two miles per hour. Yeah, the slowest sleigh in the history of the world. And paired with the slowest dragon. Yeah, (laughs) it's true. They're just like there, and I was, I was like, that was one of my notes where I was like, they, they did establish it's canon that he's a speed demon, but really, we're just, we've obviously only got X amount of like background, so we have to like really stretch it out. Yeah, I mean, this thing is a fucking mess. To get into like the general overarching plot before we dig into like what is really going on here, the main drive of the movie is that Arvin the Yeti has teamed up with a a bear. I don't know the bear's name. It's like a little satanic teddy bear. Yeah, basically. And and Arvin the Yeti, the villain, wants to, t- to destroy Christmas because he's always been on the naughty list ever since day one. For seven million years, Santa Claus says. So basically, he, he banishes Santa Claus to the land of ice and thorns, and then Finn the boy and his dragon, who's a coward, have to go out and try and and get Santa Claus back and save Christmas. Um, and then it turns out that the bear is the antic Santa. Like there's a whole, it's, it's, it's a real complicated It was such a mess. twist. Yeah. And, and really the way that all of this plays out is that we just see every single scene of this movie is two characters standing across from one character and they all just like talk, their mouths barely move, their eyes are soulless and their arms flap a little bit. Oh, I think one of my big notes was, God, I miss watching people blink. <laughs> yeah, there's no blinking in this motherfucker. There's no blink. Everyone is so static. There might be like a little bit of robotic arm movement and the mouths just kind of bleh, yeah around the words. I mean, and the thing is, is that I really love watching bad movies. Like I love, love, love a bad movie. Oh, I'm with that's you. It's like so ridiculous and alien. And you can tell that it's somebody's passion project. Like somebody got together $5 million or conned some old lady and giving them $5 million to make a movie. And that was their passion project. This is not that this is something that nobody cared about. This was an absolute cash grab 
where, yeah, I it, like it, it boggles my mind the thought process that had to go into making this film. Like, because I think you're right. I think you're right that it was just like bits and bobs that they kind of like slapped together and duct taped and were like, yeah, that's that's a movie probably. But who's like really, like why did Amazon buy this? Like, because like someone would have had to watch it to subtitle it. Yeah. Someone would have had to watch it to quality control it. Like they would have just, someone along the line should have been like, oh no, this isn't a movie. Right. It, I it, mean, it looks like a movie. It's presented to us as a movie, but it turns out it's not a movie. And it's so wild because it's on Amazon Prime and it's on Hulu. And when you search for Smallfoot, this is the first thing that comes up. Like mm-hmm. right next to Smallfoot is Bigfoot. And it's like, oh, these are of the same quality. And it's like, I haven't seen Smallfoot. I've seen posters for Smallfoot. And just from that, I know that it's a much, much better movie than this. We know Zendaya's Michi. We've got some good content. Right. There's memes about it. You know, there's no memes about Bigfoot. No, there absolutely fucking should be. I just feel like everybody I've watched this with had an experience with it. Like, if you're going to sit down and watch Smallfoot, you will probably forget that within two days. I will never forget Bigfoot. This is a movie that is burned into my mind forever. That, when I close my eyes, I see the Bigfoot. Like, it's... Arvin. Arvin and it's it's sent it's like fucking d- demonic face every time I close my that face reminded me of do you remember and I'm not sure how how close we are in age but I'm I'm hoping you're kind of mid 20s mm-hmm, 25 yeah yeah beautiful do you remember early 2000s and that video that viral video went around of like people driving and then like it was all serene and then like a f- demonic face jumped out right right <laughs> that's what Arvin's face felt like to me like they had gotten one of those jump scare faces and they were like yep demon face yeti body nailed it right and yet he's been like marketed as the main character on all of the posters and everything and he looks so cute on the posters like he's got this little goofy like oh did I do that kind of look (laughs) and then In the movie, it's literally a nightmare where his body doesn't move and his neck moves, but only in circles. His head just kind of seems to float outside of his body and just like hypnotize you. Right. Well, I will say I'm looking at the poster right now for Bigfoot. The The tagline for the movie is apparently, and I haven't seen this before, Big Feet, Bad Attitude. Is that what the movie's about? No. I don't think so. He's not he's not got a bad attitude. He's just bad. Yeah, he doesn't smirk like it's really just some false advertising, which is fine. Yeah. Like it's not like the movie that's advertised there would have been much better than what we got. It probably would have been exactly the same. Yeah, I just think like the the movie we got advertised like in my head before I watched this cuz because one of my roommates has a kid and so I, I end up babysitting quite a bit and I was like the whole week I was like, I have to watch this movie for me a show. I'm like, oh, I can watch it. I can watch it with the kid. Like, I No. Can do- oh, did you do that? No, I didn't because oh, it got God. to the point where he, yeah, thankfully he was at his mom's and I was like, no, nah, it's all right. I'll just, I've got to watch it now. Like I'll just sit down and do it. And I was sure. like, oh, I'm super glad I didn't watch this <laughs> with the kid. I'm so glad. There's nothing – adult or explicit about it but i feel like it would have warped this child's minds forever oh a hundred percent like i just would have made him because i was like it's i was explaining it to him over dinner when he's five years old and i was like it's like small foot but it's different and he's like okay i saw small foot i can 
I can understand that. Right. And then I just would have shown him this nightmare fuel. I would have been like, cool, Auntie Zoe loves you. Well, I'm going to sleep now. Bye. (laughs) It's just so bizarre to me. I don't know. It just feels like if you're going to make like a like a Disney or Fox or whatever animation ripoff project, you could at least like have some fun with it, right? Like if I was going to make an Incredibles ripoff, that sounds like fun. And somebody's like, you have two days to write this. I would probably enjoy that experience. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't seem like anybody enjoyed this experience. Like every single scene, like we were saying, is just two people standing across from one person talking and trying to convince them of something. Everybody talks so slowly the entire film. They're padding <laughs> for time. They say the same things over and over again. They like constantly are trying to convince each other of things that should just be a very simple conversation that lasts for seven and a half minutes. And there's like characters that talk so slowly in this film and they just have to wait for them to, and you're like, fuck you. Just like get to the point. Fuck. And no one, because none of the characters have any like animated faces, like facial features. Like no one's reacting to it. Like you're watching it and you're like, I want to rip my hair out. This is going because it's an hour and a half. Uh, And then it just cuts over to Finn and he's just got like his like dopey little smiley face on. He's like, this is okay. This is fine. You're like, no. I totally, this isn't wasting my time. We're not against the clock right now. Right, exactly. <laughs> They're always saying time is of the essence and then they talk at one fourth speed. <laughs> and they speak like it, it reminds me of like doing any kind of essay for uni where you're like, I'm going to stretch this out and use all the words I know. Mm-hmm. Every time a new character was introduced, they were like, hi, my name is. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm the blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And they're like, okay, blah, blah, blah. Can you help us? And then he interrupts them to keep talking slowly. (laughs) Oh, my. It was so painful. But I was just like, who taught? Like, my name is is just not a phrase I've used (laughs) in conversation since I was like five, I think. Right. And and everybody not only has a name, but they all have a title. They're like, hi, I'm Scrippy, the imp, the imp elf of the forest, and I my thing is riddles. You ready for a riddle? And they're like, I guess so. And he's like, all right, but I need to talk about the riddles for a little while before I give you the riddles. Just give him the riddles. Like, fuck. Riddle thinking is going to take so much time anyway. And it's always, I think the second riddle, because there was two riddle people. That drove me insane. Was there? There was the there was, elf. Who was the other one? There was. Then there was a second, what was the second part where they had to solve? It wasn't even a riddle. They were like, it's a riddle, it's a riddle, and it was a joke. There is an elf at the beginning, like a Santa's elf, and then later Mm. on they run into another elf that's like a forest nymph. Yes. And I guess that they just like had two elf designs that they worked up for the elf and Santa's workshop, and they were like, both of these are pretty good. We should probably use both of them in the movie. (laughs) I don't know who's thinking both were pretty good. (laughs) So there was someone who was like, well, I did two mock-ups for that elf and I can't be bothered doing a third separate elf, so fuck it. I just have so many notes that are just like literally this couldn't get any worse. And then five minutes later, like, oh, no, it did get worse. (laughs) Like this, every character that shows up is even more noxious than the last one. And there's so many characters that you're supposed to remember as it goes on. There's like the cookie, the bear. The Sasquatch, the dragon, the boy, the elf, the reindeer, Santa Claus himself. There's a raccoon. There's an orc. There's another elf. There's like the king of the forest. There's his son who's a mushroom. That might be all of them, actually. 
But that's still so many characters. Yeah, and they all, like you were saying, just show up and introduce themselves so quickly. And you're like, I'm not going to remember your name because you just said it was like Flimgorp. <laughs> and they're all so just fucking noxious. I cannot believe this movie. It was so, I think the only character that was different was the the, the mushroom, the stoner mushroom kid. And I was like, "What? what's happening now? Because this is a very weird turn. Because there are, like you said, with the souped up Santa, like there are moments where there's obviously someone who's like, here's a joke. Well, here's most of a joke. We'll figure the rest out along the way. Right. And this felt like that. There was like, they were like, it's his son. He's a prince. But what if he's like a stoner? stoner. That's a mushroom. And he, yeah. And he wants to play music, but his dad says he has to be the prince. What if that's the plot? Right. And apparently there's this big divide in the Tree Kingdom about whether or not you can play music. The Kingdom of Ice and Thorns, by the way. We have to get every name correct. I'm sorry, Zoe. Oh, okay. You're going to have to dock you five points for that. <laughs> That's Oh, look, uh, if you're keeping score, I know I'm going to lose. <laughs> I literally, in my notes, I'm like, the dragon, the boy, the yeti, the, the tree, <laughs> the second tree. But yeah, like that stoner kid is just like this weird joke that's for who? Like, I guess the parents, maybe, but it's not, it's it's not well thought out and it's not really a, even a stereotype of stoners. It's just kind of this weird, whingy teenager that I guess has discovered weed and Bob Marley. Yeah, basically... Everybody else in the movie just sounds insane. They sound like they're trying to cover up a Scottish accent or going deep into a <laughs> fake Scottish accent. But he's like kind of like just like a Callie Stoner dude. And his dad wants him to run the kingdom, but he wants to be in a band. It was a stick band as well. Like that was a thing. Right. Yeah. That, that was the thing is that he wants to be in a stick band. He doesn't want to be the prince of the kingdom. Last year, he wanted to be an acrobat and his father doesn't approve. But it's like later on when he goes back to his father's kingdom and they start a band together, him and his dad both want to be in a stick band and do it. They play like Elvis songs. Like that's what yeah. is playing in the background. It's like, this is the music that this little like stoner surfer dude listens to. What the fuck is happening? This was like the, the music that caused the biggest divide in the kingdom. Like all these kids with their rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> it was so Weirdly out of place, that scene, because also all the background characters, which are six gingerbread men, that's meant to be a a king-themed party. Like, we're getting everyone in the kingdom together, our six gingerbread men, have no faces. And it was really uncomfortable to watch. I was like, okay, (laughs) we couldn't, there was nothing in the budget for faces. And I mean, it's it's really insane because I've just I've watched some real shit on this podcast. Like I've watched some stuff that you could just tell they made for no money. They made it 13 years ago. They were forced to release it by some contractual obligation. Like that's the kind of shit that I'm used to. But I've never seen something that's so cheap that they couldn't animate two characters holding instruments. The fact that we we cut from the two characters saying, we're going to start our stick band, and then suddenly their stick band music is playing, but they're just standing there smiling pleasantly <laughs> and never once hold an instrument is so baffling to me as a decision for this movie. I just want this, some guy, some producer being like, yeah, we've nailed it. It's perfect. Because I noticed they also did that with, so the whole kind of main premise of why the Yeti um I, Ivan has come to power is that he's 
gotten the book of the list of names, the original list. Right, the list of naughty children, yeah. We don't see that in the movie, like physically see the scroll. Right, they don't even cut away to the scroll. They can't even animate a still image of the scroll to show us a picture of it. That does not happen for sure. No, that does. But the whole time they're like, "Ooh, the scroll," and everyone's like, "The scroll!" Oh no, he's got the scroll. We're doomed. But there is one scene, like in the final, like showdown, where we've got all six characters animated in the same room. <laughs> kind of, kind of, kind kind of. They're all like at one point, one of the, the the evil teddy bear holds out his hand like he's holding the scroll. But nothing's there. (laughs) Just to get it, the basic problem of this movie, which there's no way to actually talk about, like, the story here, character motivation, none of that really exists. All the characters are just like, I'm a hero, so I'm going to be the hero. Or, I'm a yeti, so I'm evil. And Santa Claus goes through this entire movie, like, Jedi mind-tricking people into being the way that he wants them to be. Like, he runs across an, a mean ogre orc thing that he doesn't like, and the orc is, like, being a dick to him, and he's like, well, guess what? Now you're nice! And then he just makes it, <laughs> just brainwashes this ogre to be nice forever. And he does this in every situation. He just always is making people nice. And, like, the movie is really about Arvin the Yeti having been on the naughty list his entire life for 7 million years and saying, that's unfair. I'm going to give the naughty children one Christmas. Yeah. Because if Santa has that power to make people nice, then he's picking and choosing. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. I was just thinking about the fact that Arvin the Yeti is sort of like trying to distribute the presents, you know, for just one year where like all the naughty kids kind of deserve just one nice Christmas. And maybe that will make them better people. If anything, he's kind of being very altruistic. Yeah, and then Santa Claus uses his niceness beam on Arvin the Yeti to make him nice, and that's the ending like character arc of the movie. Like He doesn't go through his own arc, he just gets turned nice. So you're right, why doesn't Santa Claus just do that to all of the, the bad children in the world? If he can just make everybody nice, just do it. Yeah, why not do it seven million years ago when the naughty list was invented? That's a great point. Why does Santa Claus not like cause world peace he can he just chooses not to because it's super because the whole motivation is that yeah he's been on this naughty list for so long and it's like well Sanic just has the option to put you on there and he's chosen not to like he's chosen that he doesn't love you right and there was one like really weird part that i noticed on my second watch of this where earlier on in the movie santa claus is like you know, I've thought about it, and maybe I'll just put on Arvin on the nice list for one year, just for a laugh. <laughs> and you're like, you can do that? Like, he's literally trying to, like, send you to an eternal hellscape because he's so pissed off at you because you've never given him a present, and you're still just like, maybe I'll do it as a fuck all. Yeah, like, maybe I'll do it as a joke for me. Santa's a bully. And it's kind of a deep. I mean, honestly, Santa's a fucking asshole in this. Like, I I <laughs> feel like he's brainwashed everybody in his life. Like, definitely that reindeer yeah. is brainwashed. And that little elf guy we see at the beginning, they're just, like, pleasantly standing there and being like, hey, yeah, Santa's great. Like, there's something deeper yeah. going on here. Maybe there's, like, this big morality of what is actually nice. That's what Bigfoot the movie has been trying to put out. And we just... We're distracted by the terrible animation. (laughs) (laughs) I just love that the movie can't even stay consistent for like five minutes as far as animation goes. Like 
We see at the very beginning, the first scene is Santa Claus. And then 10 minutes later, we see him pop up again. And it's a different Santa Claus. Did you notice that? No, I didn't. His character model completely changes. It's just, it's still Santa, but it's a different Santa. Oh, that's so good. That's so good to know. It it just sort of lends credence to the theory that they took four different stories and they patched them all together into one thing and just didn't bother to reanimate that scene. Yeah. Oh, man. That's so... Because there are so, so many things where I'm like... I think one of my big questions was, is this a sequel? Because there felt like there was so much lore oh, that you shit. as an audience member had to know. Right. <laughs> that there like was they like just a... started talking and they'd be like, well, this part of the forest is the cursed part. And you're like, yes. Yes, I should know that. I should know that part of the cursed forest. And it just, there were so many things. Like when you got introduced to Finn and the dragon and they were like, we're on an adventure. I'm like, are you the main characters? (laughs) I mean, are you the main, should I know who you are? It does kind of feel like an old school video game where like you need the manual to know what the story is. Like (laughs) you would need a little walk along book that explodes or like somebody, the, the director to sit next to you and be like, Okay, so this scene actually makes sense because... We need the, like, talking over the audio commentary because or else it doesn't make sense. Because there was so many things like, oh, like Santa's magic, that's not explained to, like, the second act. And you're like, wait, he can do his magic? Like, obviously Santa's magic, but, like, not can put a curse on people magic. And then Arvin gets a, a pirate ship that flies. And I just feel like like you're completely right that there are obviously four movies where they've edited out some narrative points of them to make this one very not cohesive film. So I want to know, like, where did that giant pirate ship in the sky come from? Like, so many things that I have big questions for. And it's very interesting as well because normally when I, like, analyse a film, my notes tend to be, like, this list of, like, things I need to research afterwards to be like, oh, look into this concept, look into this, like, this part means, you know, X, Y, and Z. Um, do a bit more research. Every time, like I, something new would happen in this film, I would just be like, "Why is this? <laughs> yeah, why, 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 why happen?" And and the thing is that there's no lessons here to be learned. Like, even if this was a movie for very, 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 very young children, like there are movies that are made for three year olds and they're nonsensical and silly. They make sense in a way of the movie is about friendship or about learning Spanish or about something. <laughs> Yeah. And this is just about like being a dick. <laughs> like this movie is so if you look at the core values here, they're so rooted in like fundamentalist horse shit. The king wants his son to come back and rule the kingdom. The son wants to go off and be free and have a band. And in the end, the king gets what he wants because the movie wants to uphold the status quo. Mm. Arvin wants to cause revolution and give presents to all the naughty children who've never gotten them and maybe have some impact on the world that he's unhappy with and instead Santa brainwashes him and that's the new status quo. And it's just like no one question anything because if Santa doesn't give kids their presence, the world might implode. Like they, they're acting like it's a big – and I guess when you're a kid, not getting presents on Christmas Day does suck. But it also is not the end of the world. Like it's it's not something that is really, really going to impact that harshly. But they're acting like it is. Yeah. And it's like, oh, right, because capitalism's important. <laughs> Having things is super important. 
Which is just an ironic statement from the worst animated film that, like, refused to put money into itself. Yeah, absolutely. But that's the thing is that this probably makes them money. Like, every month I bet they make $200 off this thing. And they make 10 of them. And it was all produced by one person probably and made by five people. So they're making gangbusters off this shit, you know? Oh, and it's totally – it's people like us who are like – Yes, friends, watch this bad movie yeah. with us. It's us and and like you said, Nans who are like, yeah, that's close enough. Exactly. I recommended this to so many people and every time I did it, I was like, I'm a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really making the world an actively worse place by by putting this out into the world. By doing an episode about this, people will watch it because of us. Oh, I know. We're just making the world a little bit worse. <laughs> but it's super because my, my roommate that ended up watching it with me, weirdly enough, the the night before me and him had been having a discussion on, oh, why would you watch something because it's bad? And I'm like, for the fun of it. I'm so confused by this statement. And he's like, I'm confused as you desire to watch something painful for your own enjoyment. Right. And we are just having that debate back and forth. And then just weirdly enough watching this the next day and he sat down and was like, oh, wait, maybe I get it. Maybe I get why bad things are good. And I'm like, you've started just at the worst place because you've started, you've peaked. Right, like, there will never be something <laughs> as bad as this. That's so interesting to start here and then to be like, oh, I get bad movies now. Like, there are so many great bad movies that, like I was saying earlier, have so much passion behind them. And you can tell that some weird alien man mm-hmm. wrote and produced and edited and scored and starred and directed in this fucking weird thing that, like, nobody else in the world could have made if they had a million years to make a bad movie. Yeah. This is, like, not that. But again, I think in hindsight, I will look back fondly on my experience with Bigfoot and Smallfoot I probably would have forgotten about. It probably would have been a middling episode of the podcast. That's it. And now every time, if you ever do watch Smallfoot, you'll be like, but it's no Bigfoot. That's true. <laughs> it's also super important. Sorry, I, I'm just to digress a little bit. I'm not sure. Did you check out the IMDb page for the person who directed this? The director has made just so many bad movies it's also super important to know that this was like not like a Yeti stole Christmas is a separate film that he made, which looks like the, what this movie was supposed to be like. They made Bigfoot first, like a year later they reanimated it and were like, oh yeah, we've got this. That's so wild. But there's so many good titles, uh, Sea Monsters, Horseplay, Zoo Wars. This is by Evan Trammell, the director of this movie. Yes. My my personal favorite, bra- uh, Planes with Brains, and its sequel, Planes with Brains Two. It's so wild because, like, you look at also the the main actor in this who played Finn and Haldor and Arvid mm-hmm. and Teddy is just in a lot of these kinds of movies. Like, you look at his his cast list; it's like Be Geniuses, A Dragon Adventure, Little Monsters, The Last Lion Kingdom, Dog Geniuses, Zoo Wars Two. A Frozen Christmas Carol, Funny Pets 2, and you're like, oh boy. Classics. <laughs> yeah, like he goes into a studio and he probably records four of these fucking movies in two days. Yeah. And then he's good for he's a like, couple paycheck, months. Paycheck, please. See you later. And it's super, if you look at the dates, I'm still on um, Evan Tremble's thing. If you look at the dates, there's like 300 movies that came out in 2018. Right. That he's directed. <laughs> so it's like. It's super important to know that his first movie was called The Black Water Vampire and looked like a horror movie. It looked like he did try. In 2014, there was one. This was the passion project. But then after that, it is all, like, straight to DVD. Bad. Are you just judging this by looking at the the DVD cover? (gasps) 
I am, because, and that's what I did with Bigfoot. Yeah, because Bigfoot definitely does not look like it's DVD cover, and neither do any of these movies. Oh, no. I need to check out these movies. I think that what we should do is, as Sans Pants Radio, as a collective, we need to make our own shitty straight-to-DVD, straight-to-Amazon Hulu rip-off oh. movie. Oh, fuck. My fucking dream, man. My fucking dream. Ever since... I started focusing on video with Sans Pants. I've just been like, what if we just remake this movie but bad? <laughs> and Sam, it's like, we just can't do that. That's not a, a thing we can legally do. And I'm like, I'm going to do it anyway. You can't stop me. I mean, you can pa- parody law. I don't know about Australia, but at least in the US, stuff like this just gets through. It's fine. You can make like a Frozen story or The Littlest Car and it's fine. <laughs> All right, done. We'll just release it in the US. I don't know what Australian laws are in regard to film. I probably should know the Australian laws in regard to filmmaking, but like that's that's a later me problem. Mm-hmm. If you were going to make your own um, animated ripoff movie, like with the folks at Sans Pants, if we were going to do this and devote a month to this, what would you want to do? Oh, something. Oh, I don't know. Like, because part of me is like remake Harry and the Hendersons. That is always a dream. I was thinking like a Minions ripoff or something like, <gasps> like you like rip off like the biggest movie that's coming out and you really make the cover look like it's very similar. Sans Pants Radio presents Monions. Monions? Are they Minion Onions? Yeah, there you go. Done. Put a big, they're all onion shaped. No, that's good. No, they would have to look like Minions enough though. So like in the movie, they're called... I don't like they would have to be like bananas to walk around, but they're called onions in the movie to make the title make sense. Like that's the way these the logic of these kinds of things. You just got to commit to it. Yeah. I mean, really what you do is you hand out scenes to people and you say everybody has 30 minutes to write a scene where this is what's supposed to happen in your scene. And then nobody gets to talk to each other and collaborate on what the scenes mean. And then you just don't edit like you don't piece it all back together in a way that seems cohesive. We just were like, these are, are a select. It's like a, a sentence at a time story. Uh-huh. It's a minion who has to party. Fuck. Um, loves his nan. No, this is I'd good. That. I would watch that movie. I'd watch. He loves to party, but he also loves his nan. I can. Res- that's some morals I can get behind. Uh-huh. And his nan hates parties, but she comes around in the end. She loves him. By the end of the movie, then they have a big dance party. She break dances. Yes. It turns out that she hates parties because she was never invited to them. And then you end it without <gasps> a, a, like ever having a moral that makes sense. It's just like invite people to parties when you're having them. Yeah. Invite people to parties so you don't make them sad, even if you hate them. <laughs> Oh boy. Um I'm I'm glad that we don't have the resources to make this happen. <laughs> oh yeah, no. This is like why Zamet keeps the money away from me. <laughs> I'm you coming would... back with like badly animated films cuz I we have one animator on staff and I'm every time I see her I'm like <laughs> what if we make this heinous thing and she's like please stop and I'm like but what if? What if it's good? I mean, that's the thing is, is that I know so many animators, like my partner and all of his friends are all animation people and none of them would ever waste their time on something like this. Yeah. And we're just sitting there being like, he loves to party, but he loves his nan. We don't understand what you don't get about this. It's Oscar worthy. (laughs) 
Well, yeah, check out Monions on uh, Hulu six months from now. Well, probably like six weeks <laughs> from now, honestly. <laughs> yeah, just churn it out. We're like, yeah, we got some, some Minion-esque skins. It's it's like a banana-ish shape. We got um, this. You like trick everybody in Sans Pants to be in it. You like sort of just record their conversations, take little clips from the podcast of them saying funny things and put it in the movie. Oh, yeah, we just like work around it. We're like, all right, we've got eight years worth of content. Let's get the best of each person and then we'll just make a character off that. That Even even that feels like too much effort. And then they get all of their catchphrases from Sans Pants Radio. They all say how good. Yeah. How good? What if it's good? Uh-huh. Adam saying something about D&D making him horny or something. For sure. Who knows, <laughs> Who knows what his catchphrase is? <laughs> I don't listen to all the shows. <laughs> Who has time for it, honestly? I'm surprised anybody has, listens to who this. Who has time to listen to podcasts? Well, thanks for joining me this week, Zoe. Um, no stress. <laughs> where can people find you online? Where can they listen to your podcasts? All that good stuff. Well, yes, I'm on Sans Pants Radio's Shut Up a Second and a bunch of our um, subscriber-based shows at Zoe Sans Pants on Twitter and Instagram. People can find all of the like Sans Pants bonus stuff at sanspantsplus.com. I haven't really talked about that before on this show because my stuff is not on there because I'm lazy, but I'll get around to it. And I'm on Twitter at StopTweetingMia. Zoe, thank you so much for joining me this week. This has been awesome. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you so much for letting me uh, watch Bigfoot. It was really special. (laughs) Yeah, let me know if you ever watch. Do you you have to do a podcast about Smallfoot or can you just watch it because you want to see Danny DeVito as a Bigfoot? Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. As always, I'm your host, Mia Marchant, and I'm here if you need to talk. Forge ahead, my trusty dragon. Without Santa, Christmas is not Christmas. Death to Christmas.